0: Our producer was going through several challenging situations, and he told a friend, Well, God only allows stuff to happen that we can handle. This is faith challenge of sorts. The friend then asked, Does that mean if I don't have challenges, I don't have enough faith? Bad things happen. Bad things happen to good people who make good choices. But you don't make good choices to avoid bad things. You make good choices because you are good, and those are the only choices you want to make. However, Add the devil to the mix, and we have horrible things happening to the faithful, not necessarily according to our faith, but to dislodge us from God. Think Job. His faith kept him because he kept his faith, and God knew the man because of how pure that faith was, because Job knew God and recognized truth, and no persecution could rob him of that freedom. I'm Sarah Mae Colon, and this is Sabbath School University.
1: Offering information for your mind. Enabling transformation for your heart. Sabbath School You. A weekly dialogue exploring God's word and its application for today's world.
0: Welcome to Sabbath School University. My name is Sarah May Cologne, and I am your host for today. And with me, I have this lovely panel. And um, I guess you've been on the show before, but neither of you have. So I'm really excited that you're all here. <laughs> and if you could just tell me your name and something I may not know about you.
1: Okay. And go. My name is Nathaniel Drew. Hey, and Nathaniel. one thing you may not know about me is that I have a twin brother.
0: What? Yes, oh. identical. I de- Yes. So like if uh, I sat your cool. twin brother right there,
1: <laughs> Will would be like he was in the
0: like mirror thing and yeah, like you, you didn't you know.
1: wouldn't know the difference.
0: <gasps> that would be so fun. <laughs> that would be so great. Well, I support that. That would be entertaining beyond measures. Yeah. Go ahead.
2: Um, I'm William Reichert and I, I don't know, I like cooking.
0: Mm. Uh, right. Chef extraordinaire. Almost. Mm, you can yeah. teach next me
3: week. how to cook. When
2: That's we're what we're doing
0: next week. <laughs> 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 <Go ahead. laughs> Will's cooking.
3: All right. Yeah. My name is Leo Sotanga and uh, I have two dogs and two bunnies.
0: Two dogs hmm. and two bunnies. Are they friends? This is what I need to know. <laughs>
3: <laughs> they're, they're separated. Yeah. Actually, <laughs> my dogs are in Southern California and my oh. bunnies are here with me oh. in Perrine right. Springs. Aww. So they really are so The bunnies so yeah. are actually <laughs> like replacement dogs because I can't have dogs in my in Are my they
0: free-range bunnies? I know I'm probably they're, dwelling on this a little too long. <laughs>
3: <laughs> they're in cages and okay. once in a while I would set a little fence that I could run around outside and bunnies. enjoy the warm weather. <laughs> Cool. Yay!
0: Well, that yeah. is extra fun. I'm kind of jealous.
1: Awesome.
0: <laughs> well, I'm really excited that you're all here with us. And uh, Nathaniel, if you wouldn't mind, would you mind reading our key text and then praying for us sure. to start out?
1: Our key text today is taken from 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, verses 11. And it reads, To this end we always pray for you, mm-hmm. that our God may make you worthy of His calling and may fulfill every resolve for good and every work of faith by His power. Mm-hmm. Let us pray. Father in heaven, Lord, we thank you for this time that we have to come together, um, to talk and discuss your word amongst ourselves. And we pray, Lord, that we will get to know you just a little bit better. We um, we thank you and we praise you for this time. Amen.
0: Amen. Amen. All right, awesome. Like I said, I'm excited that you're here. We're on lesson 11 of this quarter, mm-hmm. and it's promised to the persecuted. I mean, how many of you ever felt persecuted? I know. Sometimes I feel like I get that <laughs> way. So Paul opens the second letter to the Thessalonians with a wish for grace and peace. And I know in previous lessons we've talked a little bit about grace and peace, but what does that mean?
3: Hmm. Well, um, just to give a background, um, uh, Second Thessalonians was written by Paul, the Apostle Paul. Mm-hmm. And before he was, uh, he met, he encountered Jesus he was Saul and he was persecuting Christians. Ah. And so Jesus showed up to him and he became um, converted because he felt Jesus calling him to the Christian side, which is a, kind of ironic. He was persecuting Christians. Now he's a Christian.
0: Being persecuted. Yeah,
3: being, being persecuted, <laughs> exactly. So um, actually, Paul is the one that started the Thess- uh, Thessalonica mm-hmm. church. I don't know mm-hmm. if I'm pronouncing that right. It's all good. But, it's all good. but um, in Acts 17, it talks about how um, three Sabbaths, Paul was preaching about Jesus. Mm-hmm. And um, if, if, I'm just gonna go to the verse here, mm-hmm. and it says, uh, then Paul as his custom was, was went into them and for three Sabbaths reasoned with them for the scriptures, them meaning um, the Greeks. Okay. And so he was explaining and demonstrating that Christ had to suffer and rise again mm-hmm. from, the de- from the dead and saying, this Jesus whom I preach to you is the Christ. And some of them were persuaded, and a great multitude of the devout Greeks, and not a few of the leading women, joined Paul and Silas. Mm. Last verse. But the Jews who were not persuaded became envious, mm-hmm. took some of the evil men from the marketplace, and gathering a mob, set all the city in an uproar and mm-hmm. attacked the house of Jason and sought to bring them out to the people. So the Jews were actually jealous because you know actually the the, the message of salvation was mm-hmm. only for the Jews back then. And when Paul was preaching that um, this message was also for the Greeks, you know, they were right. really, really envious. Right. And so that's why um, the church, the, the people who believed in Thessalonica, um, they started a church and the Jews were so angry that they be- began persecuting. So that's a little wow. background of, okay. of the church. Wow. And so Paul was saying, going on. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Sorry, just well, uh, that's just the way my really mind intense. thinks. I, I usually go back in history and I'm like, What's going that's on good, here? Because
0: I'm always, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm just kidding.
3: <laughs> so uh, when we go back to 2 Thessalonians 1, 2 uh, Thessalonians 1, verse 1 and 2, well, mm-hmm. verse 2 particularly, Paul is saying, Grace to you and peace from God our Father mm. and the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, what he's trying to say is, this grace and peace that they have now was because of Jesus Christ, mm. and so he's trying to say, stay with Jesus Christ. Mm. Don't let anyone else let you falter, even Absolutely. when you're being persecuted. Mm-hmm. Right. So Absolutely. that's just a something that that's
0: the amazing. power and strength of Jesus. Absolutely, grace and peace. Grace I and
1: think is 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 an it's interesting that when Paul is writing to a people that is being persecuted, mm-hmm. he chooses to open up with wishing them grace and peace. Mm-hmm. Um, I know normally when I've gone through times of, you know, trials and, and mm-hmm. things like that, the last thing that I'm experiencing is peace and grace.
0: Right, exactly. And so
1: it's, it's interesting that, that him knowing that they're going through this, that they're dealing with all these hardships, mm-hmm. he chooses to open up the letter this way. Absolutely. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. yeah, and I find it funny because, I mean, that's one of those irritating things, you know, when you're going through a hard time, you know, when someone comes, it's like, oh, I know how you right, feel. Right, or right. like, oh, don't worry, just pray for peace. <laughs>
2: <laughs> what? You know? and you just
0: kind of freak out on them because you don't understand. Right. How, you don't know. You don't know what I'm going through. Right. And it's right. it's really hard. And so I think it's cool that he does do that, mm-hmm. and he's very consistent with that. Right. Where I would probably be the grumpy receiver. of Like, come on, man. We you know, this is you not an easy time. <laughs> So, yeah. But the history, I mean, when you tell the history of it, that's even more like, mm. Lots going on this is yeah. really intense this it's is not intense. any fluffy time i mean no. now we complain because we drive twenty minutes to church <laughs> well, <laughs> and i, I hit like... traffic <laughs> 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 so yeah it's pretty intense awesome well thanks for your point so what important spiritual principles do we find in second thessalonians one three and four i know you alluded to two so three and four is obviously following that um, and, and this is going into the regard of the question of faith
2: Right. Um, well let me read it um... We are bound to thank God always for you, brethren, mm. as it is fitting, because your faith grows exceedingly, and mm. in the love of every one of you all abounds toward each other, mm. so that we ourselves boast of you among the churches of God for your patience and faith in all your persecutions and tribulations that you endure. Mm. Um, the 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 spiritual principle in in faith, I don't know if I'll get this right, but.
0: Don't worry, and, Rainer, it's by Two really I, see, smart that's, guys, that's, that's so what I they got your back. Sit here. I, don't I don't have to talk. Just much. filibuster, and they'll fill in the details. That's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> is you know
2: you can you can have faith, and then your the spirituality um, that you get from that will kind of help bolster your faith, mm-hmm. and then you can in turn help bolster to somebody else's faith right. yeah. by talking with them and well done, working. Well. Through it with them.
3: Yeah. no, that's true. That's true.
1: And when it, in regards to to growing mm-hmm. um, your faith, I like to think of it um, in terms of of like when someone weight lifts. Um, when you mm-hmm. lift weights, you know you're trying to build muscle, um, and the only way you can you can build the muscle is by exercising. And so when you stop doing that, then your muscle ceases to grow. And so I think it's the same thing with with faith. If you don't mm-hmm. exercise it, it's no way that it could grow. Oh, but the more so you exercise nice. it, the more your faith grows.
0: Makes so much more sense now. <laughs> I try to compete in this weightlifting. You know what I'm <laughs> <laughs> no, it's absolutely true. I think so often we we forget the process. Mm-hmm. You know, we see yeah. people and we want to be just like them. Right. You know, it's like, oh man, I wish I had that faith, or I wish I could know the Bible like that. I am mm-hmm. the worst person. And I say this loosely, <laughs> but I really mean. It. I'm one of the worst people. I know it's in here, <laughs> and I can even tell you if it's Old Testament or New Testament, and maybe even which book. But if you ask me the verse or chapter, I am stumped. Mm-hmm. I'll be like, "There's a concordance <laughs> <laughs> and, right here, and I will help you find that." Google is amazing, Google. also. Great. <laughs> you know? But Google's it's great. like it's also the thing is, you see these people, and you want to be <laughs> like that, but you forget that it took them time. They're 50 years older than me. They have read the Bible for 50 years longer mm-hmm. than mm-hmm. I have even mm-hmm. been alive. <laughs> you know, that's pretty impressive. And I think that it's true. It's a process. You can't just jump in, but it's like you continuously grow in it. So you mm-hmm. can build that. Mm-hmm. And I think persecution, you know, that's, yeah. you can't just face it. You know, it's like, it's hard. And so oh, yeah. you have to have something right? there to help you yeah. through it. Absolutely. Yeah. Link. Well,
3: with persecution, like they were together,
0: mm-hmm. you know, the
3: ch- church, mm-hmm. so they're getting being persecuted together, which which helps a little more right. because mm-hmm. they were in one accord. Mm-hmm. Well, um, when you were mentioning working out, it kind of reminded me back in the days when I was working out back heavily. Back in the days, uh, back <laughs> in the days, So before, ago, so long ago. <laughs> so like twenty years ago, <laughs> <laughs> no, when okay. I, I was a kid. But I was bench pressing, and now it's trying to do the maximum, and I couldn't because you know. Well, maybe, I don't know if Sarah may can relate, but for the guys, we need a spotter, right? (laughs) And we can't do our maximum until we have that spotter there. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like with them, they needed someone to be there with them mm-hmm. while they are persecuting so that they can be strengthened in faith. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Support systems are amazing. Oh yes. Mm-hmm. And I know if you ever have gone through anything, it's the people you remember are those people in that moment. Oh yeah. And yes. it's like your relationship no matter how little it was before at that moment. Yes. It's grown. That's right. <laughs> it's an intense relationship. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Feel very close to that person. Um, so again, I guess that kind of goes into the next question is how can trials and afflictions increase our faith? You know, we've talked about a lot of the preliminary stuff, but like, how can these things increase our faith? Because I think when we see people persecuted, we go back to the mindset sometimes of the Jews, which is like, oh, your family did something, or you did something Mm -hmm. wrong. Mm -hmm. What did you do wrong, you know? (laughs) But how can this, I guess, increase our faith?
1: Um, And this is also an interesting question to me, because when I look at trials and affliction Mm -hmm. and then compare that to faith, I don't really see how they correlate Um, but I know in some way, you know, trials and afflictions increase your faith. And so one text that, that came to mind was in James chapter one, Mm -hmm. uh, verses two and three. And it says, consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. Mm -hmm. Perseverance must finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. And so if I don't, if I've never gone through anything, if I've never gone through any trials, I know what it's like to struggle or to go through hard Mm -hmm. times, then I never get to gain that experience of Mm -hmm. Jesus lifting me from those experiences. And so I think it's in those experiences where we get to see Jesus for who he really is. Mm -hmm. You know, he's not just with me in the good times, Mm -hmm. but even when I'm down, he pulls me out of those. And so I often think of um, my grandmother who recently struggled with pancreatic cancer. Mm -hmm. um, and She ended up dying from it, Um, but her life was such a powerful witness because Mm -hmm. not one time do I remember her complaining. And she always clung to that faith knowing that Jesus will pull her through. And mm-hmm. so that's how that's I think amazing. it increases our faith.
3: Yeah,
0: Honestly, And your true colors are always shown in those always, moments. Always, always. You know, and it's amazing. I've had the opportunity to work as a chaplain, so I've been with people in their last moments a lot mm-hmm. or with the family, you know, in the last moments of someone they love. And you can see the true character right then and there. You mm-hmm. know, and it's amazing because you meet these people and it's just like, you want to hug them and like some of that <laughs> to just like come rub off on you, you know, because it's so amazing. It's so much peace right. in the midst of this chaos, Ugh. you know, and to be able to find that, I mean, that's an amazing, amazing thing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You guys have anything to add on to that? Oh, no, you guys are <laughs> yeah, on, on side.
3: He's doing great.
2: Yeah,
0: <laughs> you're on it. You're on it. All right. Well, then let's move on. What is the primary reason for the destruction of the wicked at the time of Jesus' second coming?
2: Um, when when I think of that, I I don't know. To me, it's kind of God's God's way of saying, "All right, sin is over. Mm. It's it's done. You know, we don't have to worry about it anymore." And it also helps um, those those who believe and who are with Jesus and right. in, um, in the New Jerusalem to kind of look at that and and think of that and go, "Oh, huh? Maybe you know, maybe it wasn't such a good idea to." Right. disagree with mm-hmm. or to follow satan Absolutely. you know and so that's that's kind of how i look at it which i don't know if that's the best <laughs> way but it helps me
0: uh, <laughs> it helps you through the process yeah
3: everyone thinks differently whatever helps you right yeah,
0: yeah. are you negating what he's said no now? no <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, no i'm
3: just trying to you know, say everyone thinks that's, differently that's cool. and
0: yeah yeah. yeah. so I mean what do you guys think on this I think this is a scary question or a a really scary statement Mm -hmm. I mean when we think of all the wicked will be wiped out Mm -hmm. you know it's kind of doomsday movie number (laughs) (laughs) 5,000 so what are your thoughts on
1: that? one of the the things that I love about God Mm -hmm. is that he he's given us the power of choice Right. Mm -hmm. and so we have the decision whether we want to choose the right side or the bad side. We can choose that. And so it's not like he just doomed certain people to Mm -hmm. destruction, but he gave us all the choice. Mm -hmm. You can either choose Mm -hmm. to accept this love that I'm giving you um, through when I died and rose, made a sacrifice Mm -hmm. for you, or you can choose to reject it. And so the choice is ours and whichever choice we make, um, Mm -hmm. what the result is, that's really on us. And so I think that that's the main or the primary reason for the destruction. You chose to go that route mm-hmm.
0: okay so it so, is a choice yeah. and it's on definitely, definitely all right absolutely any yeah. other words of wisdom <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> i don't know like i you know just like light and dark cannot mix you mm-hmm. know god is light and complete as god is light and love and holy mm-hmm. and um you know god dispels darkness right i don't i think it would be just for god to destroy right you know it's just naturally versus versus um, you know first people living mm-hmm. in heaven and they don't even want to be there mm-hmm. and right. so like I, I don't know that's just the way I picture it well, why mm-hmm. would you want to be in a place where you don't you just don't want to be you're know, being tortured basically mm-hmm. yeah and so uh, that's just the way I view it. Well absolutely mm-hmm. and I think yeah.
0: about you know if we want to go to pure you know purity if you don't actually even agree with what is pure why you know like you said why would you want to be there and it's mm-hmm. like if god doesn't take care of that there's always going to be that virus seeping in oh yeah, yeah. and it's going to be a continuous thing yes. right and i guess at that point then would the plan of salvation really work yeah. you know mm-hmm. what i mean yeah. i mean that's maybe a twisted way of looking at it but i think <laughs> you know it just seems like that would be really hard to pull through yeah, <laughs> right oh, definitely way. definitely so yeah absolutely So how are we to understand judgment with the idea of God as full of love, grace, and forgiveness? I know that this is an abstract concept Mm -hmm. because I think so often we we use those words so lightly. You know, Mm -hmm. to be like, yeah, I love you, man. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, like, grace be upon you. I don't know. I don't want to use that. But, (laughs) um, you know, that kind of stuff, we use these words sometimes really lightly. And what is the depth of this? You know, how do we understand judgment with the ideas of these words within them? Uh, Leo
3: this is a really really difficult topic so i'll try to do the best that i can to explain it mm-hmm. because you know how a lot, of, a lot of things are going on these days you know right. a lot of killing and just even even to you well we experience around us even in maybe in our family members you know deaths mm-hmm. and suffering and and sickness whatever it may be and so like why would god even allow any of this to happen well mm-hmm. um as you know sin god lets sin run its natural course mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and can you imagine if god just stopped everything he'll be like you know he'll take people's power of choice away mm-hmm. basically and so let me try to explain this when when people <laughs> when we when people think about like hell they think about like uh some may understand it as you know eternal punishment right or like purgatory or As soon as you die, that's when God will start judging you or or something like that, right?
0: There's all these different concepts. Yeah, there are different concepts.
3: Well the way the way I understand it is um when Jesus comes, you know, second time, that's when everything will be started. And I, I have some verses to support this. Please bear with me
0: here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, have, I am a nerdy scholar. Let me locate these
3: things for you. Well, you right. know, this is something that, like, I, everyone thinks of, I think about it, and I'm right. like, you know, it's, it's just something that we need to know. And so, right,
0: Absolutely.
3: Um, let's see. Um, let, me, let me look. Sorry, guys. Uh, Revelation 20, ver- verse 9.
0: Mm-hmm. Let's, let's, um, Revelation
3: 29. Here. 20, verse 9. It mm-hmm. says... Come on. Okay. <laughs> they went up on the breadth of the earth and surrounded the camp of the saints and the beloved city and fire came down from God out of heaven and devoured them. Um, so basically the New after uh, Satan is bound up for a thousand mm-hmm. years, mm-hmm. Um, he will be released for a short time and then he will mm-hmm. cause everyone to um, kind of rile them up to go against God and this new city coming down from heaven. Right. And so when it's coming down, um, there will be fire coming down from heaven to destroy everyone and so the way I picture that is, it's not really eternal punishment mm-hmm. it's more um, just instant right. mm-hmm. like devour people I, I can't imagine how hot it is you know God's, <laughs> God's fire you can't imagine and so that's the way I, I right. see God as loving because he wouldn't wanna want to torture someone in that way you know he wow. just that's it it's our fire coming down one time instant
0: thing yeah instant
3: thing and you guys might say well the next verse says and they will be tormented day and and night forever and ever. And
0: that's exactly what I was. Yeah. So not.
3: like, so I have another verse.
0: <laughs> oh. <laughs> Let me just pull that out real quick. <laughs> so, so, I know sorry. your versions of love and my versions of love don't bit different. I'm like, fun. and you own bunnies. <laughs> I don't understand. No, it's yeah, great. Yeah.
3: Speaking of bunnies. Oh. oh no. No, this relates to God. <laughs> okay. I have to be really patient with bunnies. Okay. Okay. And so, like, God is patient with us. Okay, and so when yeah. you're thinking 1 Corinthians 13, how can a long-suffering God cause someone to be tormented? Right. Well, right here, Jude 1, verse 7. Well, that's with verse 6. And the angels who did not keep their pop- proper mm-hmm. domain, but left their own abode, he has reserved in everlasting chains under darkness for the judgment of the great day. Mm-hmm. As Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities around them in a similar manner to these, Having given themselves over to sexual immorality and gone after strange flesh, are set forth an example, suffering the vengeance of eternal fire. Mm. Well, we know now Sodom and Gomorrah, the city that 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 existed back then. Right. Do you think it's uh, um, is are they still burning now? Is the city still burning mm-hmm. now? No. So you can take that verse and say, well, maybe the fire, it's actually not eternal. Right. Maybe it's unquenchable at that right. time, but doesn't mean that it's eternal. Right. And so we. Uh, based on the two verses that I give you God is a loving God He's a just God He'll give people um, according to their deeds you know and if Mm -hmm. they believe if if you believe in Jesus Christ but He's not going to make anyone suffer yeah
0: that's Mm. amazing and what about you guys I mean this is again one of those personal opinion things you Mm -hmm. know love, grace, and forgiveness I mean these are all Different according to what you've been brought up with. I mean, uh, obviously. And so I think it's really interesting to see different people's perspective on it. How how do we understand judgment with the idea of God as full of these things?
1: Um, I remember growing up um, with my my mom. Mm I remember when, when there would be things that she did not want myself or my siblings to do, she would give us a warning. Um, she would say, don't do this, You know, mm-hmm. I don't want you to do this, and if you do this, this is what would happen. Mm-hmm. Now again, it goes back to choice because I have the choice whether to do what she mm-hmm. asked me not to do or to choose right. the wise decision and not do it. Absolutely. Um, many times I regret I chose to do what she said not to do. Yes. And then I faced the punishment that she mm-hmm. said would come. Mm-hmm. And so when I think about that in terms of a God that loves me even more than my mm-hmm. parents do, he ge- he's given us a warning. Absolutely. And he's saying, okay, I'm giving you the choice. Yes. He put the plan and salvation into effect even before we fell into yeah. sin. Yes. And so that's love in and of itself. But he said, I'm giving you the warning. I'm letting you know that if you choose me, this will be the results. If you do not choose me, this will be the results. Mm -hmm. And so just in that, um, he could have just let us live, you know, just aimlessly, not knowing what we're doing, and then end up in destruction. But he says, no, I love you so much. I want (laughs) to be with you that I'm going to let you know. I want you to choose me. I'm going to do everything I can do to make you choose me. Mm -hmm. But if by chance you don't choose me, Mm destruction is in your future. And so just in that, Just to me, shows the awesome love of God. That's very cool.
0: It's cool, and it's all there. I mean, Leo brought out some really great points, and I think. We need to remember to use the scripture as our guide. Yes, I think so often we're blindsided, but it was all right there. You know? <laughs> it's kind of like when you're a kid and when you burn yourself on the stove just after being told that you shouldn't touch it, you're angry for mm-hmm. a second because you're like, "Why didn't anyone warn me?" <laughs> like I was always the nitsy child that was like, what? <laughs> "What? How did this happen?" And my brother would always be like, "Mom said not to do that, <laughs> or You know, or I told you not to do that." and I think so often that's how our spirituality is Mm -hmm. and I think we're so seesaw, teeter-totter, what's the words? I don't know what I'm saying. (laughs) Okay those things that go up and down. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I think sometimes we get so into that where it's like we don't really know, we're not not realizing what we're saying Mm -hmm. because it is here and it's like if we take time to focus on the scripture Mm -hmm. and if we take time to, to continually reflect on it, it's like it's all there. It's all God's there. love and judgment mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? is hand in hand, yes. somehow. Good <laughs> thing he created the universe, because I don't yeah. know how that no, <laughs> kidding, <laughs> how that goes together. Subject, but I mean, that's... Another subject there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> next week. No, we're just kidding. Is there anything else that you want to add on, love, just any of that? Okay. So because of trials are inevitable part of life, what can we do during the easier times in life to prepare for the difficult times that will come? Because I know... I don't know if you guys have been through some crazy stuff but when you're in those moments what do you do and it's not like the easy well let me just react I have a plan <laughs> and I've written it down. I've typed step it up this morning. I'm ready. <laughs> let everyone follow along real quick. Step A is don't panic okay and step Check. two you know yes and then it goes through and it, you can't plan those things out so mm-hmm. what are some ways that we can practically apply all of this?
1: Um, well I think it, it um, first of all goes back to what you just said mm-hmm making sure that we study the Word of God and, mm-hmm. and that we pray. Um, in my own life, I don't know why, but it, it seems like the times or the days that I miss out on my time with God mm-hmm. that I skip, Mm-hmm. Devotion and prayer. Um, when when something happens to me, it's like uh, I don't know what to do. Yeah. You know, and I panic. I get stressed out, right. and I'm normally not a stress a stresser. I don't get stressed out yeah, easily. I'm typically, you know pretty <laughs> yeah. even. I, like you know, I, I don't I don't like to you know to get stressed out. And so I, I find that when I when I spend that time you know with God, that it, it gives some order. To my life, it gives me a a sense of peace. Um, You know, the same type of peace that Paul was talking about. So that when I face those things, I'm like, okay, Mm -hmm. God has this. Mm
2: -hmm. You know. But
1: when I when I don't remind myself Mm -hmm. of that, and I don't, I'm not, you know, studying the Word of God. Mm -hmm. um, You tend to forget, and it's just, you know, human nature. Mm -hmm. We're not perfect, and so when we don't, you know, dwell on God, we tend to forget. And so when those times come up, it's like, okay what do I do you know exactly. and then you, you're stressed out so I think um, prayer um, you know spending the Word of God spending time with, with right. Jesus it, it mm-hmm. keeps those things in the forefront of my mind yeah. so that when mm-hmm. we do face those difficult times we're like okay we are not have to worry God has right? And right? it's kind of
0: like you were talking about earlier with this bodybuilding <laughs> you know what I mean if I were to enter a weight championship I don't even know what it's called because I'm that hardcore <laughs> if I were to compete with my amazing weights <laughs> I would probably die a little <laughs> more completely because I'm not ready for it Right. Mm-hmm. because I haven't trained and it's the same concept yes, you know if I was to try to run a marathon tomorrow that would be a little difficult oh, for me yes. considering I hate running <laughs> if there's no ball <laughs> and you know it's just, it wouldn't work so I think you're right it's a process and I think mm-hmm. that we have to take more and more time on this but our time is up so I just want to thank you all so much for being on the show and um Yeah, thank you for, this is a really complicated one, I guess, Mm because persecution is just a really horrible topic to talk about, (laughs) but yeah, so I'm really glad that you're all here. Thank you. Uh, If you would like to contact us, please visit our website at www.sabbahschoolu.org. That's .org. And remember, the goal of Bible study is information and transformation. It's for the head and for the heart. For Sabbath School, you, I'm Sarah Mae Colon. We'll see you next week.